the occult, the news, and plenty of booze. Welcome to the One Drunk Hole Podcast. Here's your host, Witch Dragon. Good morning, good day, good evening. I am your host for the One Drunk Hole Podcast. My name is Witch Dragon, and I hope everyone is having a good morning and a good day. And I want to take this time to thank the platforms that I'm on. At least the ones I remember. I'm sorry I don't remember more. But here we are. My name is Witch Dragon once again. And I am your host for the One Drunk Hope Podcast. Now, today we're going to be discussing gaslighting and all that stuff. I don't know how long I'm going to make this show. But I'm going to do my best to... but yet interesting, yet informative, that type of thing. So, you know, that being said, I do have at least three, two to three articles to read. So there's that. And we'll get right to the other ones shortly. Alright. Now, this may be a few days old. I will give you that. But... I still find it interesting, or at least I hope it's interesting. So, I want to say good morning, good day, how you doing? Still have a few more things to do, but, you know, I have some jewelry pictures to take and so on and so forth. But, that being said, we'll get right to the main event at hand. Well, at least we'll get to the article for now. So, I want to take the time to thank everyone for coming in. Thank you. If you would like to email me to book a reading, please email me at tsi6org101 yahoo.com, or if you'd like to use that email to send me suggestions for stories, topics, so on I should go into, please do so, or if you're simply donate to my PayPal, that's fine too. Alright, so now that we got that settled, let's begin. I'm just marking this article as the first article, so when I see it on Anchor, you know, for those of you who can't get links, you can read it without my comments. Alright. So, now that we got that settled, let's, as they say in YouTube, let's get into it. Alright. Now, for those of you who can't get links, I'm going to tell you where to get links. This is on Yahoo News. So, this is more about Dark Santos. Basically, it's, I'll read the headline. Also courtesy of U.S. Today, embattled rep George Santos denies reports he orchestrated or orchestrated, orchestrated ATM scheme. Yeah, anyway, you get the idea. Washington embattled rep George Santos is denying the latest fraud scheme is in This was published only a few days ago, on March 10th, Friday, and it's also on USA Today, by Candy Woodall. Two-minute read, so it shouldn't take me that long, minus me backtracking a bit. Okay, so let's start now. Washington embattled rep George Santos is denying the latest fraud and claim is innocent, saying reports that he or- or- orchestrated a credit card scam are untrue. 
In a sworn statement first reported by Politico, a former roommate accused Santos of orchestrating a skimming operation in Seattle to steal information from ATMs and card games. Let me clarify. I may have read this before, or some of it, but let's take it as a review. Okay. Santos described the reports late Thursday as a new insanity and categorically wrong. What does worst Santos ATM report say? I am coming forward today to declare that the person in charge of the crime of credit card fraud when I was arrested was George Santos. Anthony Gavolder Gostavo Ribeiro Garcia Tejeda. Wrote in a sworn statement according to Politico. Santos sought him after SIM card information out of phone cards. He gave all the materials and taught him how to put skimming devices and cameras on ATMs. Trujillo, who was convicted of fraud at the ports of Brazil in 2017, sent the information to the FBI, U.S. Secret Service Office in the in NYC or New York, and the U.S. Attorney's Office in Eastern District of New York, the report said. The psychopath tricked companies with Mitt Romney and other Republicans have called George Santos a high delinquent joke. George Santos connected to ATM scam. Basically, Santos was questioned by the Secret Service in 2017 ATM skimming investigation announced Monday night. According to CBS News report last month, the investigation was prompted when Santos Florida address was discovered in a recent rental car and used by a suspect in Santos voluntarily surrendered two cell phones at the Secret Service in New York office where the interview took place. CBS News reported citing that two sources familiar with the investigation. Santos was not identified as a suspect of the Law enforcement source said that there was not enough evidence to locate Santos as it had promised, according to CBS News. Santos, Santos appeared at Trujillo's bail hearing on May 15, 2017, describing him as a family friend from Brazil. During the hearing, Santos can be heard in the full audio falsely telling a joke that he was employed at the Goldman Sachs. George Santos' investigation now. The latest report follows at the wave of state and federal investigations into Santos, who is increasingly legal and public pressure to lying about his personal and professional lives. Lies range from saying he was a volleyball star and graduate of college, he never attended and worked experience in a craft Jewish ancestry. He is also accused, among other things, of stealing from fundraisers for dying dogs. I'm not dying dogs. Not dying dogs. Why the fuck? Anyway, I digress. The House Ethics Committee launched an investigation last week into whether Santos engaged in unlawful activity during his campaign office. Additionally, multiple complaints have been filed to the Federal Election Commission about financial questions in Santos' campaign finances. George Santos' controversy against Activision Blue. Here's a summary that. Andy Woodwell is a Congress reporter for USA Today. 
you're going to be reaching that that email you want to repurpose and see what all at USA Today or on Twitter at Candy Not Candy. I like that. This article, this article originally appeared on US Today. Okay, and of course we're confident tonight we'll be taking some interesting stance on this subject. So real quick, again, for those of you who can't get links, you know, on here that I'm putting out with them before it goes to Anchor or Spotify podcast is news.yahoo.com slash Jewish Insanity embedded threat towards Israel. So look up George Santos so you can find this article or find other things about Mr. Trump. Now, again, let me state that he is first and foremost innocent until proven guilty. And as of now, there doesn't seem to be any proof that he has done anything, or at least none that anyone can find. So again, proven otherwise, Mr. Santos is innocent until proven guilty. Now, I'm, I don't know, I'm just going to give my quick commentary and then we're going to move on. You know, it's one thing to lie about your personal life. I'm, I'm, I'm whatever about that. I am. on that. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm not going to act like I'm going to be judging. I'm, I'm just going to be like, okay. But I'm just going to be like, all right. I, I just don't know what to say, you know, personally on that. So I don't know. But now the professional part, you know, I'm still even in debate about that one. I'm going to be blunt. I'm not going to say it's right. I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to condone. I'm not even here to condemn. But I'm going to be blunt again. The one thing I am going to condemn is, why are you trying to steal from a dog? Why are you trying to steal from any animal? Yeah, I'm going to condemn that. And campaign funds, yeah, I'm going to condemn that. Listen, I'm whatever. If you want to pad your professional and your personal, I mean, I'm not saying it's right. Uh, I'm not, but am I going to act like I think you're so horrible of a person? No. No, actually, I'm not. But I'm also going to be blunt and be like, you know what? I'm I'm truly whatever on that one. I, I really am. But I gotta be honest. It's just when you start stealing money from people, that's the part I have the bigger problem with. If you want to pad your resume, I'm like, again, not gonna condemn, not gonna condone, but it's like, I guess, I guess. But why you gotta steal from an animal? Why you gotta steal from people? Why you gotta steal from people who don't deserve? I mean, no, I don't like that. If you did it allegedly, allegedly. Again, he is innocent until proven guilty. I'm not going to act like he's not, but yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. Because the show is not about him, but we're starting off that. And I think some of this I repeated in reading in another article, but you know what? It bears repeating anyway, so all right. Now, 
here's another article we're going to read. And apparently it was yesterday, 6.43 p.m. I saw what it says on where I'm getting an MSN.com U.S. News blah, blah. Now, there's a video on here for those of you who, have, who will get links. But for those of you who can't when you're on Wisdom, it's MSN.en.us, and you'll find the news and politics and fighting honors on a tip. So I'm going to read it. Okay. I'm just going to take too long. I want to read the article for yourself. Please look up Biden and honors monetary Monterey Park shooting. So let, let's let's see. President Joe Biden delivered an emotional tribute to the victims of the Monterey Park, California shooting on Tuesday as he introduced the latest executive order to combat gun violence and violence. This one aimed at increasing the number of background checks done on gun purchases and promoting safe gun storage, among other actions. Okay. I, I, I got to stop right there. I'm not going to criticize. I'm not. Believe it or not, I'm not. And that's all well and good, and I support it. Not the problem. But I'm like, again, I'm not saying what he's doing is wrong. It's good. I support it. But here's the problem. Why was why isn't this wasn't wasn't this a thing before? There's been other shootings, sadly. There's been stuff going on for decades, sadly. So why wasn't this done before? And by the way, let me make sure I make this abundantly clear. I'm not all for taking guns away from people who are responsible. I think if you're responsible, you should be allowed to have a gun and you should definitely be allowed to defend yourself. That's not where I'm going with this. But why didn't we have these things in place at least for the last five, ten years? I won't go there with 20 years ago. You know, I'll give a little grace here, but why? I, I don't know. I'm on so continue on from where I left off. I'm on here on behalf of the American people to mourn with you, to pray with you, to let you know you're loved and not alone. Every case is different, but I know what it is. I know what that's like to get that call, that call by that in a Address. As, ha as has become common when he criticized the mass shooting, Biden, Biden cited each victim by name, sharing a bit about each person's character and legacy. He also acknowledged the heroism of Brandon Chazay, who subdued the gunman to bring an end to the attack. Now, I will say that is very good. I'm not going to criticize. My other, my other point standing still. Anyway, moving on. Hi, I'm reading in hyperlink blue, just so you know. More Harris visit. Yeah, Harris visit Monterey Park to meet with victims and their families. Twenty minutes after the rampage at Star Ballroom, Brandon saw the shamed shooter walk into his family's own dance studio, just two miles away, pointing a gun at him. Biden says in an instant he found the courage to act and wrestle a semi-automatic firearm away. Brandon saved lives. He protected the community. He said, eliciting loud applause and standing ovation for Chazay, who also attended Biden's State of the Union address in February. The visits to Monterey Park came as Biden issued another executive action to address gun violence. The 
trust you in addition to the things you are part of the safer community tax you signed into law last year and previous executive tax Continuing on. Biden's latest action will ask Attorney General Merrick Garland to better define who is engaged in the business of selling guns in an effort to increase the number of background checks run on purchases. Just common sense to check whether someone is a felon, a domestic abuser, before they buy a gun. Biden said off the cheap. Check. Check. Action also looks to promote the use of so-called red flags and safer storage of weapons by gun owners, as well as calls for the public release of alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and protection of the firearm dealers cited for violence and violation of the law. Man who did, who did our Monterey Park gunman honor at local Lunar New Year Festival. The, the way police policymakers can change the laws to crack down on those illegal gun dealers when the public can avoid purchasing from them by Biden will also use the order to ask members of his cabinet to develop a proposal for how the federal government should respond to communities impacted by gun violence. The same way FEMA responds to national disasters in California and all around the nation, we need to provide more mental health support and grief for grief and trauma, more financial assistance for the family loses their sole breadwinner or when a small, small business shuts down due to lengthy shooting investigations. Before I continue on, again, I'm not going to criticize the president for these things. That's not what this is about. And that's good that he's doing it now, and everyone's doing it. That's great. That's fabulous. Once again, not the issue. But again, since we've been knowing about more and more of this, and since it seems to keep happening more and more, or we keep realizing it, why wasn't at least half of this done years ago? And that's with any president before him or after him. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican or whatever. Why wasn't this done at least the last 10 years? Now, I will admit it's easy for me to criticize. I don't work in politics. I don't think I can handle it, etc. So real easy for me as a, just a regular American citizen looking inside, looking out, or however that saying is. I understand all that. And hopefully people can hear me. But I really understand that it's real easy for me to say, and it's real easy for me to criticize. Of course it is. So I will try and understand that it's not easy. But that being said, i got to be honest. As I know it is not easy being a politician, especially if you're good at it, and if you're trying to help people, again, especially if you're good at it, I still feel like, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm willing to say I'm wrong. i got to be honest with y'all. I don't know why half of this wasn't done before. At least the last 10 years. But again, what do I know? It's just my opinion, and everyone else has the right to have them. So, moving on. You want to ramble on about that? It's just something that just gives me pause, and it gives me some skepticism. But I guess it relates to Neville, right? I don't know. And I don't mean to be flipped, but I just got to be real. So let's continue. Yet, even with the new action that was announced Tuesday, Biden acknowledged he is limited by using executive authority alone. 
and it will require congressional action to enact significant change. He once again calls for a ban on assault weapons, something he was repeatedly promised to achieve during his tenure, but is virtually impossible given the balance of power in Congress. I don't know why either side is not understanding. You know, whatever. I don't know. Okay. Next. But let's be clear. None of this absorbs absorbs or absorbs Congress the responsibility for all. No kidding. And that's either side. Let me rephrase. Let me make sure I say that. From the responsibility of acting to pass universal background checks, eliminate gun manufacturers' immunity from liability, and and. And I am determined once again to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. I led that fight in the ban them in 1994, he says. Now, man who was who disarmed Monterey Park shooter of something came over. Apparently it did. The 10 years that the law was in place, mass shootings went down. Our Republican friend, friends let it expire, Biden said. No wonder it kept saying 10 years. There must have been a reason for that. Okay. So this half, so they did have a ban on it, but they let it expire. Are you kidding me? That just makes it worse. Like, anyway. Now I explain why I kept saying 10 years for some reason. Mm-hmm. Moving the hell on. 10 years later, and mass shootings tripled since then. Tripled, so let's face the jobs. Let's finish the job. Ban assault weapons. Ban them again. Do it now. Enough. Do something. Do something big. Moving on, I, I, I don't know how you had it. You, you let it. Okay, I was saying one of those things you don't let last. Again, I'm not a politician. I'm not this. I'm not that. What do I know? But I do have a problem with that. You had it supposedly, but you let it last. That's a problem. But again, I don't know. Maybe their job. I'm sure their job's a lot harder than I'm imagining. So now I'm gonna try and be as respectful as I can. Biden's calls for action have grown across the presidency. Presidency. There we go. As the country faces continued instances of mass shootings, according to the Gun Violence Archive, there has been 100 mass shootings in the U.S. so far this year. But given the divided Congress in Washington, passing significant legislation faces our uphill battle. And also, Biden took a moment during the speech to note the achievements of Asian actors at Sunday night's Oscars, which is good. I respect that. And congratulations to Michelle Yeoh. Hey. Moving on. Just this week, the film about resilience and power of an Asian-American immigrant family made history at the Oscars, echoing the heart of so many in this country, he said. And there you go. All right. Now, before I read the last article, which is a lot less dramatic, thank goodness, and we're going to go over, take a break for a minute and go over some reviews. Okay. So, I watched seven and eight of Carnival Row. Loved it. I'm not going to go over every little thing, but I'm just going to go over highlights. So, apparently, they were all trying to get on this ship to go back to Tiananmen and all that. And, of course, just when you think things were going to get better for the Fed, mm-hmm, you know, something just had to come up. And all that. 
And then, of course, in between all that, Agraeus and Imogen, you know, we're finally trying to escape with that idiot brother of hers. And, of course, he had to start the mess and saying this and that about her. And, of course, Agraeus' truth, his pee came out, and her truth, and in between. And, of course, her brother, I'm just like, I'm sorry, y'all, but if he felt that way about Imogen and he ru and she ruined his chance at marrying and all that, and, and her being a spinster, I'm like, you should have been glad she found him. I don't know, there's some, there's some stuff missing with that. Even if that's particularly true, then you should have been glad she left and been happy for her. That way you can go get yourself a wife. Okay, you ain't got, you've got issues. Now, I'm sure Imogen made some mistakes. Guess what, we all do. But Integraeus definitely made some mistakes. I ain't gonna ruin it for you. You need to go see that for yourself. But it's like, mm, but he did, put, he did put a little wrinkle in their relationship. Because now they know each other's feet. And I don't know if they're really going to be able to really work it out. Outside of Jone Wally. Well, Jone Wally's character. You know, she didn't kill him. I'll tell you that. But let's just say she sent them back to the Berg as emissaries. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It doesn't get you from the pit. And, of course, she sent Comrade whatever his name is. So, you know, there's that. And I don't really know if Philo and, and Vignette are really back together or not. Well, that's a good thing. I'm going to be honest. That kind of just... Yeah. Drama! But in a nutshell, 7 and 8... I don't know if they're the last episodes of season two of Carnival Row. It was pretty solid, and I loved it. It, it brought tears to my eyes. I was like, I want to slap her brother so damn bad. I ain't going to tell you what happened to her brother, because I want you to see the show if you like it, or if you're intrigued by what I'm saying, because I'm not giving the full story, and I'm not really giving episode seven or eight justice. I'm just giving you snippets. So you need to go check that out. Okay. So I don't know what's going to happen with Imogen or Agraeus. I hope they work out their issues. Let's hope. It's like I hope Philo and Vignette work out their issues, unless she ends up with her little girl, her little homegirl. But whatever. So that's the gist of what happened with that show. Episode 7 and 8. Again, just gave highlights. Okay, moving on. Now we talk about new, the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, God. Now, finally, I was able to see episodes five and six. So, I'm just giving highlights. I ain't going to go every little thing. There's going to be things I'm going to just leave out because I, you know, anyway. So, from episode five, we have, what do we have? Um, uh, well, anyway, I don't know. I'm going to have to just tell what I remember now because now we're starting to slip away. Anyway, so we have in between Margaret and Joe. You know, trying to get her in the pants. And in between, we have Teresa's wedding. You know, getting in her dress and her designer. Talking about what's being described in her veil and all that. In between, Melissa and Jennifer having lunch. And, of course, Jennifer being Jennifer. Warning her against Margaret. Blah, blah, blah. And then, we have... You know, in between all that, then we have the lunch, you know, the brunch of the southern themed lunch, and of course, more drama for Sood, of Sood, and in between we have Danielle's daughter's barbecue party, which is actually pretty nice and all. And in between all that, 
Margaret was on at it with Jennifer at the lunch. And then Fessler, a.k.a. Jennifer Fessler, love her, sent Jennifer package pretty much, and Teresa went with her. And then basically, in between that, I'm not telling you the story, to be honest with you. And then Rachel and her fond husband and her son slash stepson, you know, basically at the, at the short house with their family. And, of course, she still wants more kids than the father, so it was not about that. Yeah, but it still was pretty good, though. It was pretty solid. And then, of course, everyone seemed to have a good time at the Barbie party for the most part. And, of course, Jennifer being Jennifer, making everything Margaret's fault. Even though, really, I think they're both at fault, and they're both to blame. And there you go. In a nutshell, episode five. Episode six, I think, and I might be confusing things, so I'm sorry, but it all runs together, really. Then in between episode six, Margaret was trying to get in her pants. You know, she needed help from her husband. She didn't want to get a camel toe. And in between all that, everyone all had their own individual stuff. And Teresa was at therapy. With a therapist talking about Joe, her family, blah, blah, blah. And at some point, either Teresa's just going to stop talking to Joe or she's going to, you know, make up. One or the other. In between all that, Dolores had a scene with her father, and he was talking to Polly about his heart surgery, or at least it was mentioned. And then her dad and her were talking and walking at the dog, and about how her and Frank's relationship was going, and the dynamic has changed, and etc. And, and, and either way, Dolores' father was happy. In between that, we have, after that, then we have everyone getting together in between for the charity baseball game. And before that, then we have Jennifer and her husband, of course, talking about Margaret and the infidelity at their counselor's office. And, of course, you know, Bill was like, I want to be able to push the kids. And all you're doing is just being easy on it. And she said, no, I'm being supportive. I'm going to say this. I think, in my opinion, when a parent says, I, I need to push my kid, I need to do this, I'm like, how about you work on being supportive of your kid? Let's start there. Secondly, why don't we work on when to push them and when not to push them? Why don't we work on being in balance of pushing and supporting your children? Just my opinion. I'm not going to villainize Bill. I'm just saying, outside looking in, that's what I'm thinking. Moving on. So then they're going to go continue counseling because Jennifer don't want to select an employee, which I will give her that. You are supposed to be in a partnership. He works 24 hours a day as a doctor, which is true. And she works 24, days as a, 24 hours a day as a mom. And let's not... Let's, hold on. Let's be serious. Being a stay-at-home parent is not easy. Even if you do have kids. I'll give them that. But they all need to work on communicating better. I'll leave it at that. If they counseling can help, great. I'm all for it. So then in between that, then they have the baseball game and the drama. And of course, Bill gave Margaret a kiss on the cheek. And, you know, that's fine. And of course, in between, 
either episode five, episode six. Jennifer said Margaret has looks like Kojak with a wig. I'm like, I don't think Margaret looks like Kojak with a wig, or that she's albino in a wig. I don't think Margaret looks albino. She's just whatever. Oh, the thing that that woman's mouth. I don't know. And of course, you know, Teresa and Joe have their issues. And she wishes the cousins would talk more. And she just said, oh, they're growing up so fast. And I don't like that I feel like I'm being separated from Or however she said it. I don't know. And, of course, they all have their charity game. And Frank holds Dolores' feelings. And, of course, she thinks she's just going to snap out of it. I'm going to say this. I think they're all – I don't think anyone's wrong. I think Dolores needs to look at how Frank feels. Frank needs to understand Dolores wants a relationship that actually is for her, and Paulie just wants to make sure he's not, you know, being played second fiddle. I think they all just need to have a conversation that you just listen, Dolores. Frank and Dolores are just friends. He doesn't want to lose his friend. Frank needs to understand that Dolores is a man that thinks about her. And Paulie needs to understand. They're not getting back together. They really are just friends. So there has to be a meeting, come to whatever moment together, or whatever. Then, everyone kept playing the game, and of course, Margaret finally had her arm surgery, and Joe, again, was doing a lot for her, and of course, Fessler, in between, I'm going back and forth here. You know, came over, showed her what Jennifer said to her, and you know, basically, we still see Margaret, essentially. Essentially. And Margaret didn't play because she was letting her arm here, but, you know, she was still there, and, you know, it went on from there. And, and basically, that's what happened. In a nutshell, I mean, I'm sure there's things I left out, but that's the gist of it. So it was a pretty solid episode, five and six. I think I like six a little better. But five is certainly a good episode now that I finally saw it. Some of it made me laugh, the back and forth between Jennifer and Margaret. I'm like, look, do I think Margaret's perfect? Absolutely not. Do I think Jennifer is perfect? Hell no. I personally think they're all wrong, and they're all right in their own way. But I will say I did love how Fessler, a.k.a. Jennifer Fessler, told Margaret, you're not going anywhere. And basically had Jennifer leave with it. I think that was fair. And Teresa went. And of course, Fessler is saying, I have acres. I think Teresa says, yes, I have six acres. Six acres. Teresa says, I'm like, there's six of you, son. I know. I'm like, girl, are you kidding me? You need to calm your effing self down. Anyway, but that still cracks me the hell up, though. I'm like, Jennifer... You're just not seeing your part in this, are you, girl? Listen, do I think Margaret's completely right? No. But do I think Jennifer's completely right? Hell to the no. That's the truth. But okay. Anyway. And that's as much as I can remember, okay? Alright. Now that we got that over with, now I'm reading the last article before we get to the main event because, whew, I don't know how much more I can talk about at 4 o'clock in the morning. At least time of 
at least the time of this recording. All right, now, if you want to get this article, it's on edgemedia, edgemedianetwork.com. It's a story about Maluma. Okay, so this is a couple of days old, around March 6th. So, you know, it's, 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 all right, it's more than a couple of days old, but I don't think it's that irrelevant. It's still in the same month, so let's get to it, y'all. Maluma and Lam announces new collaboration amid IG thirst trap. This Let's get to it. Colombian music superstar and expert Thirst Trap recently announced a collaboration with Puerto Rican rapper, singer, Anuel AA, and did so with IG, which leaves no room for the imagination, writes the website Global Leaves Live Music. Also, for Maluma, always the OG, aka in the photo. In other words, what are, what are they holding with their hands, anyway? Always for Maluma, always real G, they say in the photo group. The pair haven't given any details about the title and really see if the song is. What are we, what, what we have been able to see is that Anil has always winked at, winked at the Shakespeare collaboration in the, in the video of his latest song. Gabriela Mas Rica Q-E-A. That's Q-U-E-A-Y-E-R. Yeah, I butchered that. You get the point. Again, if you want to look at this without my butchering, please go to edgemedianetwork.com and look at Maluma. Okay. Moving on. In which a partner, in which a partner appears sitting out of a car in a last second. And there's a video clip there if you want to go see it. So, recently, Maluma joined Mark Anthony for a performance of their song La Fumula at Thursday's February 23rd at the Lo Nostro Awards in Miami. Billboard reports that both won awards at the ceremony and performed a riveting version of the song. Maluma wore a snazzy red corduroy suit and matching red tinted glasses, while Anthony dressed in a gray button-down blazer, black jeans, and dark shades. The pair were clearly having a blast. Anthony backed, backed by their horn-powered salsa ensemble, who further lit the crowd, lied the crowd. There you go. I'll spell it so I can butcher that. N-L-I-V-E-N-E-D. There you go. Also, Malula loved the rumble, Mamacita, singers declared the rumba, singers began. Maluma described the song to the website SWI as a love song to Britain. At the same time, a song about asking for forgiveness or going back to each other because they did so well. Check out Maluma's super hot IG account for his latest thirst trap.
hang on. They're, they're very nice. <laughs> and there you go. All right, so let's get to the main event. I know I took forever. And of course, this is courtesy of Bing.com. So you can look this up yourself without my commentary, but we're going to have some commentary, so let's go. So gaslighting. Present participial is a verb. Manipulate someone by psychological psychological means into questioning their own sanity. In the first episode, Karen Valentine is being gaslit by her husband. Gaslit? I'm just going to only read part of Wikipedia. You can find the rest of it there. Gaslighting is a subject, subjective experience of having one's reality repeatedly questioned by another. A curriculum is a term derived from the title of the 1954 film so there you go. Okay. So, again, you can look that up on Wikipedia if you want to read more, or on Bing.com, and there you go. Okay, so, now that we have a working definition of gaslighting, and I try not to use that term loosely, because as most of you know about the abuse and trauma that I've been through, and I don't know if all of it was gaslighting, if I have to be real. But some of what I've, in my, let's say, let's just say recent experience, especially with that guy, that some people have pointed out to me, and I have to sadly agree, I believe, I do think they're right, sadly, that I was gaslit by him. Whether or not he meant to, you know, that's a debatable story. But I was nonetheless. And I think over... Some decades before, I might have been. But that one I have to question a lot more. I never want to just use the term just to use it. But certainly with that guy, I was gaslit. Certainly by other experiences that I've been through that I was gaslit. I'll give you another example outside of him, because I think we've talked about him way too many times. Let's just say when I worked at Macy's, you know, by this one supervisor that said, and I knew, I knew to the best of my ability that my hours were supposed to be X, Y, Z. And then they changed automatically without asking me, without consulting with me. That's not right. And then, of course, there's one supervisor, I won't mention her name, said we would, you know, name that I had at the time, you know, we wouldn't do that or that didn't happen or whatever. I'm not using the exact wording she used. But then I asked another supervisor to say, blah, blah, blah. And she basically confirmed that, yeah, that does happen. I mean, I'm like, I feel like saying bitch, not the other one that told me. So I had to stay and put up with it or just get whatever. I probably should have just left and just get the, you know, quote, unquote, punishment, especially since I was seasonal and just the whining piece of shit. But whatever. I put up with it. You know what? I'm glad I did. Okay, no, I'm not. I actually kind of wish I didn't, but neither here nor there. I'm more pissed at that, that, that bitch trying to play in my face. And I already knew something my spirit was telling me. Uh-uh. This shit ain't right, ho. And I ain't call her a ho to her face. But my mother called her a ho and proud of it. Don't play in my face thinking I ain't going to figure it out. And I don't mean just psychically, I mean just putting two and two together and a little bit of both. Okay. But I digress. 
I just hate when people claim my position. You know, shit like that. Yeah, that's that. Now, would I say that's gaslighting? Mm, I don't know. See, again, I don't like to use this term lightly because it is a serious thing, and we need to remember that. I'm gonna say it's something. It's close to it. It's around those lines. The other guy did put some gaslighting in there. Now, whether he meant to or not, whether it's gaslight light, I don't know. But it's some bullshit what it is. Some bullshit. Again, I don't like to use terms lightly. They're buzzwords. But still, I sometimes wonder if I really was gaslit in other times of my life. I'm not going to lie. And I'll keep it to more recent things that I can definitely have more of an attest to that isn't as far away. And I just hate when people do that for no reason. It's some BS if I've ever seen it. You know. Stuff like that bothers me. And it always has. You know, people trying to question my sanity. People trying to act like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm like, you get the hell out of here. That's the part that bothers me. Now, again, I'm not going to say it is or isn't, but it's some bullshit. And I just hate when that happens. But I will tell you this. The reason for this show is because my friend did show me some videos about gaslighting. And i got to be honest, it does fit the situation. It fits. And not in a nice way. At least with what's his tush. And I don't know if it fits with the whole Macy's thing. I ain't going to say it do. Well, I'm sorry if my volume's low. <laughs> I do appreciate you letting me know, but that's what I, it's as high as it is going to be on here. But I do appreciate you telling me. I don't know what it is. Maybe I need a new pair of headphones. I don't know. But there you have it. But. I mean, that's just where it is. So, I guess what I'm going to say is, in conclusion of this show is, if you have been gaslit or suspected of it, definitely look for some key signs. Basically, as my friend told me, document. Document, write things down, etc. As soon as you can as it happens. Or near as soon as you can. And I'll just leave it at that. I have been your host for the One Drunk Hope Podcast. I thank you. Have a good night. And if you'd like to donate to the show, please go to my Venmo at WICTHDragon slash D-E-F-O-X-S-A slash D-E-A-R-S-A. Thank you so much for your